Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Well, Melissa, last week uh, I had my Vistage meeting and uh, I've talked about it before, but that is like my CEO roundtable group right. that we get together with every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we generally talk about business issues. And most of the time we have a speaker that comes in and talks about different topics, right? Yeah. Lots of times those topics are just like how to run your business, HR stuff, mm-hmm. like operational mm-hmm. stuff, marketing stuff. Yeah. Well, last week we had a speaker come in and she talked about unconscious bias. Okay. So heading into that that meeting and and getting ready to listen about that topic, I, I wasn't really sure what that was going to entail. What it, when you when you think about unconscious bias, like what what comes to mind? Yeah. Like what are your first instincts about that topic? Right, right. I I actually was like unconscious bias like so then i'm starting to figure out what does that mean like okay bias i understand what it means Mm -hmm. to be biased about something some topic of any variety yeah unconscious bias okay so presumably i have these opinions but i don't know that i have these opinions necessarily yeah Um, interesting right like yes it's it's not something you're thinking about somehow no no like we like to think that we are (laughs) <laughs> always, you know, like we're always somehow yeah. in control of our thoughts, but we're not. No, well, 99% of the time we're not. <laughs> yeah. In any case, so I was like, okay, that's an interesting topic on conscious bias. Like let's, let's learn about that. Yeah. Well, this speaker, uh, just for, you know, just a contextual demographic of our little group. I mean, it's generally middle-aged. I mean, frankly, it's middle-aged white people. I mm-hmm. mean, I I don't know. I'm not gonna yeah. you know, put any more padding around that because because yeah. it's what it is. Yeah. And uh, and she started off with saying, "Hey, we're gonna talk about stuff that's gonna make you really uncomfortable." Hmm. And oh, that's an interesting way to start any group meeting. Any group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I've never met any of you. You're all you know. Uh, at the top of your game here, business-wise, and I'm going to make you all extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> so she started in on this topic of unconscious bias, and and her initial point was, you are all biased. You all have bias, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's across the board in all sorts of different ways. It's racial. It's um, sure. It's uh, social, like economic, social, like, yeah, yeah, political, um, yeah, uh, male, female mm-hmm. biases, Birth order, like all money. sorts of things. Yeah, and the idea that like everyone is biased, like your human brain is actually built and has been evolved to have bias. Yes. Right. Right. So it's not like a thing you're choosing. It's like you have it. It's yep. wired in. Yeah. And it's part of human survival over the past like millions of years. So right. So you have it. Just so admit you have it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, not, you're, not telling our, you're not telling our listeners to have it. You're just saying 
You already you have do. it. You already <laughs> you have. You already it, right? do. Yeah. So, so she wanted us to all admit, like, yep, okay, we are all biased in some way, which yeah. I agree with. I I didn't have uh, a problem with accepting that. Some of the other people were like, oh no, I'm not really biased. Yeah, because really, sometimes did you have some people say that? Yeah, they're trying to get their head around that, like, hmm. like the idea that that they don't, you know, when making hiring making hiring decisions, mm-hmm. they're not doing it in a biased way. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Which, of course, none of us are going to sit down like, oh yeah, we, you know, discriminate on hiring or something like that's oh, not of course. in in um, and especially in in business and when when you have a uh, leadership role. I mean, you have to be very, very careful and sensitive to that. And, totally. and, mm-hmm. um, and so, so people were kind of like, you know, I'm not biased. Like we have these hiring practices and we have we practices to cover and, it up. <laughs> and right. And her point was like, okay, fine. But yes, you still are. Right. So, so yeah. just getting a little pushback on that, which I thought was, that was interesting, but I like, I like her initial, positioning like because you have a human brain you are biased accept it mm. now let's figure out what we're going to do about that and she wasn't right? coming at it like i i heard about this meeting through two other sources in addition to you so it was a thing um yeah it was a thing is she but wasn't i like run tight enough circles that you know <laughs> the, the, the the drama made it around yeah, yeah quickly like six minutes <laughs> after the event um i would say though too that I think in the context of this conversation, it's very important to say that she was not making a judgment against people at all. Right. Like it was the exact opposite. It wasn't meant to cause a ruckus. It wasn't meant to be judgmental or make people feel bad. It was simply to increase awareness. Exactly. And that's a huge distinction, I think, that needs to be yep. said right here because yep. I think there's a lot of conversations going around the horn these days about your biases and diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. and Lots and lots of really strong opinions going on about that, laced with a lot of judgment. Yeah. So in this case, though, yep. she was really, truly trying to educate, not judge. She she was, and she did a really. I felt she did a really good job um, at that. Yeah. So we got into an an exercise mm-hmm. that kind of proved her point, and I know you've used this a couple of times. So yes. you want to walk through this exercise? Yes, I think it's so helpful. Because I thought helpful. this was so powerful. Yeah. yeah. And for our listeners, honestly, this is going to be 30 seconds. And if you're not driving or walking, it would be awesome if you could close your eyes so you could really do a quick visualization with us. So the, um, the visualization is close your eyes and imagine that you have been invited to attend a really high level tech conference in Florida. And it's February in Minneapolis. The weather's cold and awful. And we and you, you're so excited to go. You pack your bags. You go to the airport. You get on the airplane. You got lucky and you got upgraded. The pilot steps out and says, you guys are all so lucky you're going to Florida. Pilot's standing there fully decorated and smiling and offers everybody a great trip, disappears into the cockpit. Away we go. You get to Florida. It is beautiful out. You get to your hotel, unpack, and there's enough time for dinner. So you go down to an open-air restaurant that's out on a deck. It's pretty crowded with people, and um, 
Everyone is really enjoying the atmosphere. It's just a beautiful ambiance. And there's a couple right next to you. And the couple's laughing and enjoying the interaction. And you sort of are leaning into that interaction because they're having such a good time laughing and talking about their children. And after a lovely meal, you go to bed. And the next morning, you go to the conference and you have front row seats to this conference. And the CEO comes out and talks about this super cool new technology. And you feel so lucky to have been a part of that conference. So that's the visualization. Now, I just want to ask a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. And the questions are this. Was the pilot a white male? What did your pilot look like? When you went to dinner, the couple that was sitting next to you, were they biracial? Were they same sex? When you went to the conference, what did the CEO look like? Was the CEO a white male? Or what did that CEO look like? And so that's the visualization. And when I did it, I admit I was the male, the pilot was 50 something white male. Mm-hmm. The couple was a standard, I'm using air quotes because there's no such thing, uh, white couple talking about a male and a female talking about their children. And I pictured the stereotypical like Mark Zuckerberg style of CEO mm. in the tech um, conference. And her her point to that visualization was to just recognize those pictures that you put in your mind show yep. you what some of your biases were. What yep. were you what was your experience when you did that? Well, it I mean obviously it was very similar and and her point was uh you you know what you would visualize through that exercise are going to be people like you. Yeah. Right? Mhm. So and she said that, that that's normal like normally when people come up with these images they just imagine people just like them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. Yeah. There was a middle-aged white pilot and a mm-hmm. you know a young male female couple and a you know male CEO. Right. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that that shouldn't have been mm-hmm. a whole variety of different people. They, those are like all of the just same me people. Like right. I'm just seeing me over and over. <laughs> right. Right. Um, or the images that my family has shown me since the time I was young, that this is what, yeah. quote, normal yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So seeing me in through that story uh, isn't very exciting. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want to see more of me. <laughs> you know, when, when I... But it's interesting, right? Yeah. The idea that your brain is wired in that way. So it's yes. like, again, it's not a judgment thing. Yeah. We're just kind of bringing to light like, hey, it's kind of like an is thing. Yep. Now, what are we going to... Yeah. Do about it. How does that change the way knowing that, having that awareness now, how does that maybe change the way yeah. uh we want to see the world? So I have a question. Um yeah. in that time, in that event, when you had that visualization, yeah. so you just explained what your reaction to it was. What was the room's response as a global response? Well, it was about the same. Everyone seemed to have the same experience. And did have, right. and then what did they feel about the fact that they had that experience? Did people share that? Like, oh, that's guilty. interesting. Oh, they no, felt guilty. I, I mean, 
they felt kind of guilty, like a mm-hmm. little ashamed, like, oh, yeah, I now that you went through that exercise, I kind of like or or at least they felt I think what we shared was um, we felt a little bit like, oh, boy, there it is. Right mm-hmm. there. She just proved mm. beyond doubt that I have a bias. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because when she said like, hey, you all have bias, some people were pushing back on it. Mm-hmm. We did the exercise and everyone's like, ooh, yeah, I guess she's right. <laughs> and then I did, I like personally, I felt like a little guilty because um, mm. I'm like, why Why did I by default see, see the world in that way? And I didn't, mm. I wasn't really very proud of that, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And even for our family, I mean, I'm white. We have non-white children, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, I was like, well, that's really unfair of me to have that bias when mm-hmm. my own family when doesn't it. fit this mold. Yeah. Which I think really illustrates how powerful some of those those deep biases are that, you know, that yeah. form in childhood and are, are uh, deeply ingrained. Yeah. So I... So when I, when I did that exercise and I think right now I'm trying to be way more open than even normal, like I'm really trying to learn. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm in this process of wanting to be open and learn. And I realize there's a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) I hear toenail, dog toenails. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, listeners. My doggies are joining in the conversation here. And maybe if we're lucky enough to also have a video today, we can see the tail. Um, but I, what's interesting for me is like, even though I feel really open and I want to hear, I want to learn, mm-hmm. I really, really want to learn. Um, when I did that, I was like, oh, wow, wow. And I too have many non-white family members. I mean, my mother's Chinese for an, mm-hmm. as an example. Um, and just to feel that un, unaware, like I didn't realize that that. So I was really kind of open and interested. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. feel guilty. I felt like, wow, this is yet another example of what I didn't know that I thought I did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to ask you, so like, that's our individual approach to this topic. But I know that in that meeting and there's, again, this is not a judgment at all, but in that meeting, people got upset. People started to get mad. So she, um, you know, we started talking about this idea that um, is it good or do you want for your company to hire all of the same kind of people that are just like you, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That was kind of the core of her like thesis mm-hmm. here was like, oh, got it. Okay. okay, you're all business owners. You want high-performing organizations. Do you want to hire a bunch of people that are exactly like you and they think like you because unless you start becoming more aware of this unconscious bias by default you're just going to hire more people that are just like you not like really on purpose but it's just going to happen just like just like the visualization exercise we just did but it's going to happen in real life right and and so she started talking about this idea like like hey so generally are like you know i can be fairly stereotypical here yeah yeah and um and it's not everybody's story but 
but generally I would say in this, you know, business owner, CEO mm -hmm. cohort, um, a lot of the people in those positions, um, had a head start, right? Mm -hmm. They, they, you know, happen to be the, the right race and of the economic background from their families. They happen to mm -hmm. have been born in the right place. They, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's just, there was so much circumstance that happened yeah. for that group of people yep. that the analogy is like, if the goal is to, to climb Mount Everest, like they started halfway up, like yeah. they didn't have to start down in the town and collect supplies right? Um, and make it through right. all the foothills and start, and they got like helicoptered halfway in. Yeah. Right. I've, I've used this other analogy where it's like, uh, they started on third base, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas some people don't even have a bat. Yep. So, yeah. So, and what we're trying to get to here is, hey, do you want an employee that was actually just like parachuted into like halfway up the mountain and then just climbs the last half? Mm -hmm. Or do you want the one that started at the edge of town, you know, made their way, collected their supplies, made it all the way up that other <laughs> first half of the mountain, and then brings you to the peak or goes to, goes with you to the peak, right? Um and and she was saying you want you want the one that that worked hard to get there. Mm -hmm. Right? They want it more. They have proven that they're able to mm -hmm. do it. Like right. Right. they have the grit to actually yeah. make it through that trip. Mm -hmm. The one that gets helicoptered in um, likely doesn't, right? And mm -hmm. that right there, uh, that's when really, everything went sideways. <laughs> really derailed this whole conversation. Yeah, um, you know, um, I I think right now uh, we're in this really strange place where all of a sudden, well, it's been it's always been, but all of a sudden there is a real focus for everybody to straighten up and learn. Mm -hmm. And I think that the focus comes um, and it's coming in so hard and in so many different directions that it leaves a lot of people feeling angry mm. because it's almost like, well, I'm doing the best I can too. And even if I had this and didn't have that. So there's like almost a little defensiveness and protectiveness um, because of the amount of information and the amount of expectation and the amount of judgment that is laced within this topic. Mm -hmm. um, not saying all people are all of those things, but I think there's so much energy around it right now that it's leaving people feeling like they have to justify every decision and choice that they're making. Yeah. And, and the sad part is, is that like even in this example, it's not meant to do that. That's not mm -hmm. the point of that, you know. And it's I I feel sad when it it creates a huge ruckus and people get really angry about it because then we're losing this really really good opportunity where everybody's talking about it. Yeah. It. I agree. Like I agree that it's a it's a it's a good opportunity. What I thought yeah. was particularly interesting after this this uh, this talk went sideways. Uh, and we <laughs> had to work a little bit to get it back on the rails. Um, what I thought was interesting is like some people were just like, um, you know, like it just definitely it threw everyone off kilter. 
right? Yes. Everyone was just like like not centered and mm-hmm. and having just their own their own individual reaction yeah. over this. And the uh, the guy who coordinates the group and who selected this speaker mm-hmm. was super concerned. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this went so bad. Um, I feel really, really bad about maybe like yeah. even bringing this kind of topic to our group. And I was like, absolutely like, this is like the best thing you could have done. Yeah. Just yeah. the fact that you knocked everyone off center and I guarantee they are all going to go home tonight and they're going to like, Either talk. like, yeah, talk about it. They're just yeah. going to talk about it. They're either they're gonna be like, oh, complain about it. Or they're going to like, like yeah. I did. I was just like, we had the most amazing time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's going to start the conversation, which I thought was the most beautiful part about it. Like, yeah, let's at least start the conversation. Right. And she right. did a great job of that. <laughs> right. And I was thinking, you know, I being a Vistage speaker for a number of years, like a dozen years, like that's a pressure cooker to go into those environments and speak to any CEO roundtables, right? And mm-hmm. I was a member in that same group for three or four years or whatever it was. And I give her so much credit because that's what she oh, does yeah. all the time. Every day she makes like what a- middle-aged white guys super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I, I just am so proud the ones of with her. with big egos. Yeah, I know. And I've never even met her or actually don't even know her name, but I just have so much pride for the fact that she's willing to go first. She's willing to take this on mm-hmm. energetically because there is so much energy here. And I don't know. I think that this is a hard topic and everybody's opinions are sort of floating around or they're very deep seated, but no one wants to say what they are. Now everybody's afraid to even have an opinion, you know, it's like, or say absolutely the wrong thing. Cancel, you know, there's a cancel culture out there right now where if you say the wrong thing, it's over, which doesn't give any room whatsoever for growth and learning and flexibility. Yeah, I, I agree. Like with, um, if you ramp up the pressure in that way, it doesn't actually give people room to grow. Right. Right. It just, It, um, she, we, we, we actually also talked about this idea, um, around growth like that, which I think is super interesting. I don't want to take us off on too big of a tangent, but Mm -hmm. we were talking about how, um, like if you're part of a, maybe like minority group, right. Mm -hmm. A group that's not part of the mainstream, the, Mm -hmm. the majority, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and there's bias against you, right? Like mm-hmm. there's stereotypes about your group, right? Yep. That uh when you cross that threshold into mainstream, like mm-hmm. an, as an advocate for your group, mm-hmm. that you have no opportunity to fail. So um, mm. who was, who was that? Um, hmm. I kind of like That's messed up the story a little bit, but who was the, who was the first black, uh, baseball player? To, uh, Babe Ruth. I, oh, I don't know. Was that? No, no, I'm Tony not. Robinson a big... or, no, I'm not Tony Robinson. <laughs> um, okay, oh my gosh. We're... we're such big sports fans, right? Well, the analogy that I'm completely, um, killing right now is that <laughs> the idea that, Hey, like, like African-Americans were not allowed to play baseball and the first person yeah who got to go play baseball the pressure to be perfect was yeah. really high and if he wasn't perfect mm-hmm. then 
Yes. Everyone would be like, oh, see, that's mm-hmm. how, you know, whatever. That's how they act, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so think about it from both sides. Like right. one side's unaccepting. The other's got such insane pressure to, to be perfect. Yeah. Right? When you're sort of crossing these boundaries. Yeah. He and- was interviewed recently and he said that he was talking about that exact thing and saying how after every game or during the games, he felt this huge pressure to... Um, he had to perform a certain way. And if he didn't, if he had a bad play on the field, people would throw things. Like, yeah. it was just terrible. Are you looking up his name? Sorry. It's Jackie Robinson. Oh, I knew it was Robinson. You. I just like, <laughs> uh, so bad. Oh, no disrespect I'll, to Jackie Robinson fans. No, it's just I'll, it's us and our uh, inability to follow I'll, sports. I'll get it. I'll get it together someday here on this podcast. <laughs> Don't worry. But I think that's, I think I that's really not. interesting because be the thing, um, <laughs> The thing that's interesting about some of that stuff to me, and we should just yeah. do a whole separate yeah. um, podcast on that, is is this idea, this this pressure to be perfect mm-hmm. um, right. when you're crossing when you're crossing boundaries, uh, like new jobs, social economic, like all sorts of boundaries. There's tons of boundaries. Um, I think that's a really interesting topic. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. back on back on unconscious bias, <laughs> here is one. Uh, really uh deep thought <laughs> deep thoughts by jj um <laughs> here's one deep thought the, the 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 most impactful thing i think or like the, the really the most close to home thing mm-hmm. that that came to me during this this whole event mm-hmm. was this idea that okay given my upbringing i have unconscious bias okay Mm-hmm. I, if I'm going to, I'm going to accept that. Right. I have kids that don't look like me. Mm-hmm. Could I have unconscious bias that I am actually mm. treating my kids different? Mm. And I, I, that one just, I was wow. like, Oh my goodness. Like, could that be happening? I don't want that to be happening. But if I accept the idea that I do have unconscious bias and I'm living in a mixed race environment, could I be applying that bias without knowing it? That's very interesting. So there was yeah. my deep thought. That's a very deep thought. <laughs> I don't thought. have an answer for you. That's but all right. It was one thing that was just like, oh boy, that's something I really want to sit with and, and think about well, you know what I like for about a long that? time. What I really like about that, JJ, is, is that it's honest. And mm-hmm. it's a question without an answer. And I have experienced so many of my coaching conversations in the last few weeks regarding this topic where people are feeling so much pressure as leaders to have all the answers. And they don't have the answers. We don't have the answers. And I think that it's much more um, healthy and easier to say authentically, these are the questions. I don't know the answers. Mm -hmm. Let's explore them. But I don't know the answers makes it much more approachable and much more open for dialogue and for learning. Yeah. Well, to wrap this one up, I hope everybody thinks about this topic, maybe goes talks about it. Yeah. You know, with their spouse, with their friends, even with their Mm -hmm. coworkers, because, um, Mm -hmm. because we want, you know, we want, uh, I mean, I, I want, maybe that's not a we, but I want a society where, um, we have a variety of opinions and yes. worldviews and experiences in the room because it makes 
my organization better and it makes my life yes. experience better. Right. Um, right. So, and just opening the conversation, like you said, to, yeah. to, to not be so judgmental about it and be or more even honest just closed about it. or even try not to mm -hmm. be as closed because it's a, it's a self-awareness piece, right? Just check in if you're feeling afraid or like you feel like uh, over responsibility or obligated to position a certain way and you're unsure, it's totally normal to feel like that. And it's also totally normal to not have the answers and to just yep. say that. Yeah. And when you do have this conversation, which I hope you do, uh, really feel how some of these words cause a big reaction in your body. Because yeah. I could tell in me, uh, it was pretty triggered the entire, the entire time. And even talking here, you can feel yourself kind of go through um, yes. some reaction. Right. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.